You're listening to The Comedy Cellar, live from the table, on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to The Comedy Cellar Show here on Sirius XM Channel 99. This is The Comedy Cellar uh, radio show, and normally we do this at the back table of The Comedy Cellar, but this is a special edition, and we have some very important guests. We have a Comedy Cellar hero, someone we actually is absolutely adored, and admired here. Ms. Ann Coulter is here, and we're very, very happy she came down, especially at a time when you must be in a lot of demand with everything going on. Yes, Berkeley's demanding to have me back. Uh, <laughs> screw Berkeley. Uh, Bill Schultz of Red Eye Fame and uh, and Entrepreneur Magazine. Yes, which uh, I'm doing a profile of you on ah. uh, within the next two weeks. Oh, that's nice. And it's going to win us both a lot of awards. A Peabody? Uh, no, a Pulitzer? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, By the way, Anne's a little sick right now, so she came for you now. Oh, thank you. Yes. So much love in this room. Uh, 538.com, Mr. Harry Enton. Uh, this, are you old enough now that we can stop calling you a whiz kid? How old? <laughs> they, I, I think I've been old enough for a number of years now, but they decided to call me that. And who am I to? You look 12. I do look 12, and I was just showing everyone my high school ID, which I still hold on to. And and representing the com the comedy community, actually Kevin Brennan's coming later as well. I don't know if he's said, but representing the com comedy community, Mr. Will Sylvans. What's going on? So, uh, so welcome everybody. So um, let's get right to it, Ann, because it's it's the biggest story. You know, when I was uh, in college, there's two real memories I have of of. And I don't remember much from college. I don't think most people do. I don't remember. Right. I don't remember. I don't remember I, learning many things. It was yesterday for me, but keep going. Yeah. But I remember <laughs> a a a uh, intense debate where the liberals felt that the KKK ought to be able to march in Skokie, Illinois, right. and they were proud that they. And I also remember Mayor Kahana, the kind of now they call him a racist Jewish, coming to speak to us. And even though I didn't agree with much of it. It was one of the most stimulating lectures I ever went to because I had to grapple with what I was hearing in a way that I wouldn't have had to otherwise. And to this day, things that he said in that lecture still come to my mind as I'm thinking about those issues. Right. Fast forward to 2017, they won't even let you make a speech. So go ahead. Tell us a little bit of the story. Right. Well, I was invited to give a speech by college Republicans and also a nonpartisan group um, they, who just sponsored debate. So the first half of the debate was given. It was the second half. I was never allowed to give a week later um, because at Berkeley, they've been allowed, the administration is, and the police are allowing thugs to come in and smash windows and, and bust the place up whenever a conservative is speaking. Um, as for the, the outrageousness of my speech, it was on immigration, the topic of my second to last New York Times bestseller. And my argument was going to be that federal laws developed over many generations by Republicans and Democrats should be enforced. That was the gist of it. That's the hate speech. And and what is the accusation? I tried to look up. I was, like, I was googling Ann Coulter hate speech. Like, what did she say? What has she said? And, and I, I have some examples. I, I I could read them. But what do you think? Like, what do you think is the worst thing? Like, what do they always tar you with? There, that you for a long said? time, it was invented quotes that I never said. Um, after the Time Magazine cover story, I told the guy, because he was reporter writing about it, he was reading these quotes to me, and I said, I never said that. I never said that. You can look it up. Uh, you can, And he did. It's he true. called, he's Time Magazine, and he ordered the transcripts from TV interviews from years ago, and these quotes that would go around, and Media Matters would send around, and angry people would call into radio shows, and you said, blah, 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 blah. 
So almost all of those were untrue. So now they have to go on jokes, which they then rewrite as if, you know, through a computer program, translate into German and then back into, you know, <laughs> Russian. And then like... it comes out just unrecognizable <laughs> as what the joke was. Um, and that's that's usually what it is that's called the, quote, hate speech. Look, I think this is why we, we like you at the Comedy Cellar, because some of your jokes are pretty tough. But they're exactly the kind of jokes that the comedians tell at the table in the cell. Like you, yes. what was, you, what you said about the gold star dad, like, oh, now all we need is a Muslim with a thick accent like Fareed Zakaria. You know, that's exactly what Colin Quinn or somebody like that. Go ahead. Sorry. About oh, that. So, oh, no. Go no, no I, I was just about to add, add to what you were saying. Yeah. Like any comedian that gets to know her loves her. Uh, they could disagree with her all they want. They love what comes out of her mouth. They love that she has no fear. And that's any good comedian. So it doesn't matter like what side of uh, the political spectrum you're on. Any good comedian worth their salt, once they meet Ann Coulter, loves her. Yeah, it's and true. Love, love well, her also, if you're telling jokes, I mean, you have to be taking risks. And it's funny. You can look back on, on YouTube right now. You might remember this. I didn't see it at the time, but that Martin Mall from New Canaan, by the way, used to do this show, Fernwood. Fernwood and you tonight, look yeah. up... Mm. The things he used to say, they're hilariously funny. There was one all on stereotyping, and it's like a professor, um, you need to see it, but it's just going through one ethnic stereotype after another being discussed as if, you know, it's being discussed very seriously. And you could not do that today. I mean, even five or ten years ago, some of the humor you see couldn't be done today. You can't do it. it it's, it's, I mean, the whole culture is moving in a very bad direction. I mean, I, I think... It's more serious than people are giving it credit for because they really are moving towards a kind of totally becoming untethered from the values which made us successful. I mean, it's yeah, uh, Charles debate. Murray. Mm. Charles yeah. Murray. I, <laughs> I mean, this is a, an important intellect. And, and he also wrote a book which is, is very controversial. Uh, the Bell Curve. The Bell Curve, which touched on some, some uh, you know, topics that can be badly misused by racists, but he should be able to speak and defend himself, you know? Right. I, I don't, I, do, are you, Will, you have anything? I think um, when you start to censor people, you don't get a true idea of what they're trying to talk about. So I'm, I'm all in favor of just speaking, regardless of what you're talking about. Just It's been good for comedians. I've noticed here at Comedy Cellar, you in particular, you're totally hilarious, Will. Thank you. Um, and the first time I saw you, I hadn't been here for like a year. I was writing a book or something. And now you've had to expand. You have to go to the Village Underground around the street, both places in basements. And the first time, I'm pretty sure it was the first time I saw you, for 90 minutes, every single joke was an ethnic joke or a sexual joke. There was only like 10 minutes on some guy talking about his penis. Other than that, that was every Will. comedian. <laughs> it was, it was, it was yes, a, yes, a, 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 back to me a minute and an inch. <laughs> <laughs> and they'd all begin by saying, uh, you know, any Chinese here, you're not going to like the next few minutes. And, and one where, after where, another, they kept where, doing that. Where can you go and people could just talk like they, like how they like, you know, stop you from doing your speech. Maybe you should do in the stand-up so you could do it at the comedy club. You know what I'm saying? That it's way. getting to that point that the basement of the comedy cellar is the only place. I'll be, it's like we're in the old Soviet Union. Let's all go to a basement where we can tell ethnic jokes. <laughs> but two more things, and I'm going to open it up. Do you think that really this is just fun for them, in the, for, for the students and all the protesting? Like, all the fake 
What, what did Philip Roth who read that thing? The, the ecstasy of sanctimony. Yeah. Or as I was, I was calling them indignagasms. Like, indi- yes, <laughs> so indignant. I like it's an indignagasm. Uh, yeah. It's like, the, it's just this rapturous feeling of indignation. And, and let's be honest, it is a nice feeling. Like, we've all been indignant at times. And it is the pleasure centers of the brains are, are, are <laughs> triggered. <laughs> and kids are even more prone to it. But do they even really care, or is this just a fun thing to all jump aboard and, and protest and culture? None of them have probably any idea what you've ever said, right? Well, most of them, I think, were not students. I think the bigger problem, the serious problem, is is the administrators. They are actually with the armed thugs who are masked up, suited, wearing masks, and they can only operate in a mob. Most of the arrests, they were like public school teachers. They're, they're local government officials. And and what happened was, I mean, the 1960s, when the, the free speech movement, that was free speech for communists. And the communists took over the universities and now, oh, no more free speech. I'm I'm annoyed at my allies, though I've been told I should stop attacking my allies. Attack, attack. They're the ones who backed down. We were about to get a court order um, for a court ordering Berkeley to provide me with a proper venue and the police to do their effing jobs. Um, and they wouldn't file for the t- TRO, it's called, in the law. Temporary um, so restraining the, order. Yeah, Why? So, um, they just backed down. They got cowardly. They're out of Washington. Yeah, um, and th- then I was just, I, I had no options. I found another lawyer so the college Republicans could file it. They forbade the college Republicans for filing for it. And uh, unless the judge was Howard Dean, we were going to win a court. I mean, even in, in the Ninth Circuit, a judge who hated me, he wouldn't be able to look at his colleagues in the eye. Right. These were open, ostentatious violations of the Second Amendment, or sorry, First Amendment, and unlike many other rulings that I think are clear, um, this has been going on for 50 years, the court saying you can't demand more money for one group than another for a permit. You can't have special requirements. And they had already put a whole slew of special requirements on my speech. It had to be during the day. It could only be students. They wouldn't give us the venue at the last minute. And my, my allies, Gaff, based in Washington, they kept saying, well, we should just pull out right now. This is a violation of the First Amendment. We'll issue a sternly worded press release. Ooh. And I kept saying, no, no, no. I want to give my speech. Agree to everything. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I would request that... They take a few measures of their own, like not telling the police to step down. Um, but no, just keep agreeing. And then I agreed to everything, and they just canceled anyway. Wow, the court system is not working for you. How does that feel? <laughs> <laughs> well. well, it would have. I think it would have. They didn't. That I mean, she's white. Of course, it would have. Will. <laughs> no, this is in fact this is why I've always wanted to replace Martin Luther King Day with Thurgood Marshall. Thurgood Marshall was the one. I mean, that's how you vindicate constitutional rights in this country. You go to court. This is a constitutional right. You go to court, and that's why Thurgood Marshall never really liked Martin Luther King. Is that true? Yeah. I didn't even know Because that, that was mob action. He said they're sending in a boy to do a man's job. But that's why I admire Thurgood Marshall, that. and that's why he sat on the Supreme Court, because he just kept saying, no, I'm sorry, you have a constitution. I'm taking it to court. It wasn't, I mean, Martin Luther King brought attention to it. It was important, but I wanted to be Thurgood Marshall and, and win a court ruling. So, you know, I graduated from college relatively recently, and I, I, I don't think that it's that they just want the attention. I honestly believe that students these days are not comfortable hearing other students or other points of view that don't agree with their own. So uh, the Dartmouth, which is the uh, school newspaper up there, recently conducted a survey in which they said, how comfortable would you be having a roommate with political views different than your own? And indeed, Democrats, only 39% said they were, would be comfortable, while 45% of Democrats said they would be uncomfortable. 
that means that more that more Democrats at Dartmouth College felt uncomfortable sharing a room with someone who had different views than their own. And that's so different than my college experience. When I this was my college year, the, the final year, these were my roommates. I had a someone who was of Persian origin from Kansas City, who was one of the most liberal Democrats I'd ever seen. I had a white guy from Minnesota who was a Democrat, but not all that liberal. And then I had an Asian guy from Manhattan, Kansas, who was one of the few Republicans in my class. And we all got together and everything worked out well and everything was fine and dandy. But apparently these days, these students just don't want to hear it. Diversity of ideas is important to understand the worldview so that you don't live in your bubble. And it just seems today, poof, it's gone. It's very yeah. dangerous. It yeah. Is dangerous. yeah. And the smear, the smear. I see it related. And I have no idea how you feel about Bill O'Reilly. But I see it related to that in the sense. <laughs> Long silences on this side of the table. Well, I, I had a feeling, but, but you know, it, it shouldn't Not for matter. the reasons they're attacking yeah, him. Yeah. I just think he's hey, a Kevin. pompous blowhard. Right. So, <laughs> so you know, I, 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 when he got fired, I went and I read the Andrea Macris complaint. Oh, that's fun reading. And it is the most ridiculous thing. This is, this is exactly what it says. And nobody knows this. And believe me, you would know this if this was the Juanita Broderick complaint. 2002, she went to work for Fox News. Immediately, he started saying inappropriate things to her, told her to get a vibrator, told her she needed to get laid, blah, blah, blah. Two years it went on. She did record this. She didn't record it, no. She did record it. Yeah, At some that, point, that was, she yeah, started she recording it. Yeah. So, the falafel. So, yeah. oh, so is out there? We <laughs> yeah. could hear it? No, later on. So, then, so th then she left in 2004 and went to work for CNN. Three months later, she contacts Bill O'Reilly. She says, you know, I'd come back to work for you if you just match, just match the same pay I had at CNN. She says, okay, let's meet for dinner and talk about Problematic. it. Problematic, yeah. They meet in a hotel restaurant. She describes his tone as strange, alarming, and paranoid, I think. And, but they work it out. And then he says, you know, I have room upstairs. Uh, it's an election night. You want to come up and watch the returns? She goes. Then <laughs> nothing happened. Then a few days later, he says, listen, I spoke to whoever it is at Fox and they can't match your salary. I'll make up the difference. Wow. So she went back to work for yeah. the guy who had been harassing her, knowing he's paying money out of his pocket right. through his radio show. For the same money she was working at CNN, working for CNN, she gets a tape recorder, records him and ruins his life. Right. But makes a lot of money. But okay, now, then, but like she did record Yes. Thanks. Now, now that, that's that's yeah. a big, that's a good point. He tried to trap there's no, her. There's no good yeah. people in these storylines. But he tried yeah. to trap a lot her with of the room like, upstairs. You're not gonna find like a good guy in a and bad she guy. And she like, there's a lot of like there's a lot of this middle ground. This sounds here. to yeah. me like she said she knew she went back to set him up. Oh yeah. She, well, totally. okay, you're but you're him, not wrong. Set him up for what? For being what who he is. Well, no. okay, and there's that no. too. So then, so then, that's who he is. That's how. It's not like now, she took him out of his character. Well, now let me put and it said, "Hey, what do you think about these titties?" I'm like, "Oh my god, <laughs> that's no. dirtier than anything." By the way, Will was looking at me when he said that, and I feel harassed. I hope we're recording now, this. Now let me put it in perspective. I looked up the average recovery for loss of a limb in New York State. <laughs> $230,000. Listen to Bill Riley whack off $9 million. Wow. $9 million. What do you mean whack off? And? She, she recorded him jerking off yes. on the phone. Oh, he, he, yes. He whacked off? Well, he, he, or, on the phone. Or simulated. All yeah. the money he got, he got to do that on the phone? Yeah. The shit that I do? Yeah. <laughs> Be glad that you don't have to pay $13 million to people. To I, wish I, I wish I could have So now I what happens money. is the Times writes a story about that and something that wasn't sexual and some other cases. All allegations 
and allegations become, I mean, we, this was another value that we had is that when you settle something, that's not evidence of guilt. Right. That's gone. You short, we short-circuited Nine that. Nine million, settle, I'd say, is kind of evidence, but the other ones I agree. No, I, I'll tell you and why not, not. And guilt of what? If you if you got tons of money like that and Fox has, un, right. I, I think Fox probably is one that paid, but whatever it is. No, he you, paid. He paid out of his pocket. You don't he makes want a lot your, of money. Is that not worth it so your children don't have to hear that yeah. tape recording? I think the uh, interesting thing, most interesting thing about both the lawsuits against Ailes and O'Reilly, and I have not looked into the details the way Bill here has, but... Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm obsessed. <laughs> but I will say... It's kind of my hobby. It's striking to me that all of the girls, whatever, whether, however extreme the harassment is or isn't, whether you agree or disagree, they were all cool with it as long as they were still on air. It yeah. wasn't until they got fired. And they were the weakest of the Fox. I have to say this. I mean, it sounds ugly, but I know we all know who these personalities were. Yes. None of them were strong. Well, no, I mean, he Megyn was Kelly. using his show to pick up dates. I mean, I think the people who have a legitimate lawsuit against Bill O'Reilly are his viewers. <laughs> <laughs> and they should have fired him 10 years ago. <laughs> I All think right. we know where um, Anne stands. We're, we're living in a smear culture where 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 perception becomes reality. You're a hate monger. Bill arises, and it's all and and it doesn't matter because the people in charge, whether it's the advertisers or the networks or the universities, are ready to take drastic action just on the impression that's out there, right. whether it's true or not. They don't even have to investigate it. It doesn't need to be true. That and that's and that's I think spreading everywhere. We're joined by Kevin Brennan, by the way. Thank you very much. You have anything you want to say, Kevin, about no, this? Nothing so far. And listen. Well, uh, but uh, Noam, you bring up a great point. There are no good guys in this. No. Like, if you want to go across the board, there are no good guys. Having said that, and exactly everything you said, I cannot argue with at all. I think the good guys are the women who brought them down. Hey, if they are, you are Why right. Not? Are they? Are they? Hold on, you said they, they should not have. No, they should have reported it to the boss. Yeah, but they. How you know they weren't? How you know if they, at that point when they did the boy. Dude, these guys are so powerful. They like, come on, get back to work. Agreed. Uh, what, what about Juliet Huddy? They, need, they need a library Hutt. of evidence no, they were to bring them down. These. Huddy was Roger Ailes' goddaughter. Yes. She could not report the fact that Bill O'Reilly was harassing her to Roger Ailes, to her godfather. She was afraid of retribution. No, it doesn't all. It doesn't no, all. No, it's a water. payday for for a lot of. I, you you, you, you have no idea what the relationship is. Just cause the the title Godfather is in in there doesn't mean they they coochie crunch. Fair enough, Will. Is that a, <laughs> is that a cereal coochie crunch? <laughs> Go ahead. You want to say something? I thought that was the these, name of this podcast. Wait, these crunch? women, these women, they weren't hired for their journalism. Uh, they're hired for their looks. I mean, there was like eye candy. All the nah, Fox, that's, that's all the Fox. Like, I used to. I used he to, worked at Fox. He knows. I know. Yeah. I recognize him. Anyway, uh, <laughs> no, so but sorry. I'd be on the treadmill watching Fox News and like just four hot women with their legs crossed. You know, it's. I mean, they weren't high. They didn't come from Harvard Journalism School. No, they that, did not. So. Have, you, have you seen the first post-Roger Ailes uh, show that they've aired with Eric Bowling in the afternoon? Like, it's horrible. Horrible. I mean, they <laughs> bring they, up a lot of names that are going to bite my lip on right wait, now. Wait, there's a show. Sh there's I don't a new know. show that replaced the five. Yeah. Uh, now the nine. girl that was on with Gutfeld. Uh, she was like the blonde Andy Levy. I uh, never, once yeah. you left, I never watched yeah. I mean, can I can I talk about bowling? <laughs> yeah, I, if you guys are friends, you can show me. He uh, seems no, like no. a total empty suit to me. Go ahead. Well, I, I just want to say, I, I, I'm not a fan of that program, unless, of course, they have me on, in which case yeah. I'm a huge <laughs> fan of that particular program. 
Love. Sound like my cousin. <laughs> well, if your cousin's a nice guy or gal, I don't I mind. I love him. Well, there nice you go. Uh, well, all the more power. Um, I, I would just say a few things. Uh, number one, look, I don't know who to believe or not to believe, but my general viewpoint is if I work with someone, I don't have a phone conversation with them in which I am telling them about my masturbation practices. I think that's a good call. Uh, and I just think it's incredibly <laughs> stupid. I don't I, know. You, what, you, you call up your, your, the people that you work with, uh, despite the fact that you're married, uh, and you tell them, oh my God, right now. Don't I'm answer that, Noam. Don't answer that. <laughs> I, I'm right you're now. You're not under oath. You're not under oath. <laughs> Fuck that. I don't know. You want a total honest answer to that? You're, you're on Pornhub.com right Right now, yeah. you're watching the lesbian scene from blah, Hold blah, on. blah. No, I'm about to give us a honest answer. I'm going to give you a total answer. honest answer. Listen, the, the moral of this story is be a mensch. I thought you were going course, to say that. Yeah. Really you are a O'Reilly's problem because you I, are in my career. You are a mensch. I mean, I've, I've been doing this since I was in my early 20s. You made these calls. I slept with probably a dozen people I worked with, and I've been turned down by probably three times that <laughs> will. <laughs> Actually, probably half that. But anyway, and never once... Never once did I ever have any bad feeling, sure. any friction. I mean, you know, nothing. So that's yeah. just sure. How of you course, act. I love the fact that you said this because, as she knows, I was not a good guy at Fox News. Yeah. But yes, you were. Well, thank you. But like, I wasn't a good guy in the sense that, I mean, I sounded like I was a monk. But at the very least, I always got. Um, I, I like. I always. I never harassed. You're not a creep. Hey, yeah. Anyone I dated. Or did yeah, anything but he's not else Bill O'Reilly. Like people, I, like I was, I was. They, they were, they allowed Bill O'Reilly, and like, and she knows the people I dated, and the, all, exactly what you're saying. What a lot of the higher ups did is, it's hard to defend, and you saw. It I happening? mean, without a doubt, from the beginning, okay. and um, I never my non-disclosure agreement only goes so far, <laughs> and now that Ailes is out, and now O'Reilly, like. I mean, I could confirm what I saw from the beginning. And, you know, she never actually worked for Fox News. She was on all right. the time. but she was I never, know the makeup artist. Yeah, I don't I'm know the that. one that had to sign <laughs> off. But um, you knew from the beginning that O'Reilly was a predator. That you hair and makeup, as you Except and I both. Uh, I don't think it was so much that he was a predator. The girls were happy to date him. A lot of the girls suing okay, dated him. True. We know yes. he, what yeah. I'm saying is, and and uh, a lot of the girls who are on Fox News are very pretty, but they actually are smart. What was it? Yes. But on O'Reilly's show, he wasn't interviewing Heather McDonald, Maggie Haberman. Did anyone think he was using his show as anything? I mean, once in a while, he'd have a smart guest. But by and large, it was so obvious to anyone who tuned in, he's using his TV show to date girls. It would be as if your comedians ding, all ding, were ding. really hot but weren't necessarily funny. We'd all get kind of suspicious. And then even if you did nothing with them, if some of them taped you. Unbelie <laughs> unbelievably well said. If you like were to go down like... Even like two, three years ago, if you're like, if there was a regular on O'Reilly show, and you're like, oh, she doesn't bring much to the table, do the math. Yeah. If she's not bringing much to the table, but she keeps going on, do the math. There's I know, I never thought, yeah. I used to see these kind of like subpar blondes on O'Reilly, but I never, never occurred heard to me he was trying to we'll, his just audience... get, we'll just give you that little bit. <laughs> no, but his audience was old white men. So what What do old white men want to hear O'Reilly? And then they want to look at some hot young girls. That's I mean, what they want. That's what I want. You like Spanish girls too? Yeah. Right. So they had some black girls for me. Yeah. All right. Were you, did you finish your point, Harry? I know we kind of... It's I, 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 to be perfectly honest, I'm not willing to divulge what type of women I like on the <laughs> Sounds like we're using women in quotes. Right. In I, got a, I got a question for 538, and I'm sure Ann wants to chime in. Um, 
Comey, did he swing the election for Hillary? Okay, this is a complex question mm -hmm. because I believe that it's multifaceted. Number one, Hillary Clinton should never have been in the position that she was in facing a candidate who was un as unpopular as Donald Trump so that any last minute October surprise could swing the election. She simply should not have been. I mean, pretty much any other candidate on the Democratic side could have beat Donald Trump, except apparently for Hillary Clinton. That being said, I think it is an unescapable fact that when James Comey came out and, you know, or there was the email or the email that was released through Jason Chavitz, so on and so forth, we did see Hillary Clinton's poll numbers drop overnight. In fact, two of the largest drops that she had during the campaign were immediately following, like the three or four days following it. And those drops were significant enough, given the tightness of the election, to cause Clinton to lose in states like Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, um, and Michigan. And if she had won those three states, she obviously would have won the election. So the answer to that is yes, but it's one of many factors in a tight election. A lot of different things could have shifted. If she had had the black turnout that Barack Obama had had, she would have probably won those three states. So yes, but put a little asterisk around it and you have any uh, well it's just everybody only remembers the um we're reopening it announcement but technically twice he said things that helped her only once did he say so first he clears her then he says we've reopened the investigation then he says we've closed the investigation maybe he should have just kept his mouth shut but i just want to point out that people only talk about the one in the middle well i i, I and i will say this much about that much um number one Although he definitely cleared her in July, he had some negative things to say about her, and her poll numbers did, in fact, drop after that particular press conference. It wasn't the most flattering picture that he had painted of her because she <laughs> did something point. that was very stupid. I and thought I that he, was intentional on his part. I, I, I felt like he was like, listen, I'm not going to indict her, but I, but this is a political question, so let me make sure the, the political world understands exactly what she did so they can make the best choice. I think she was going to lose anyway. Correct. And, and the one thing I will point out, look, Donald Trump had a very rough October as well. I mean, those, <laughs> I mean, That's those, those debates, performances, even abominable, even exactly people who supported him would agree that those debate performances were on par with some of the worst I've ever seen. Yes. And yet it didn't see, you know, it, it, despite that, despite the fact that you had the Access Hollywood tape come out, he managed to stick around. He managed to stick around and make it so that this was going to be a tight election. Either way, even if Comey doesn't come out and say what he says. Hillary Clinton's still barely going to beat Donald Trump, Can which is which I think says stunning. Some, which is stunning. I, I think she was going to lose anyway, whether Comey came out. I have another observation. You tell me what you think of it. Because there was a, a bunch of uh, closet um, Trumpers, tr closet ra racists, closet um, people who really don't know what they want to do, or closet people who are not ready for a female president. But they, oh, they, they couldn't, well. public, they couldn't are, publicly are you, say... Are you just tossing fastballs so Ann can hit them out of the park? What, what, what are you doing here? Because they couldn't publicly uh, say this because, you know, whether their family or their jobs or their friends would, would freaking, you know, attack them. You, you know, he really believes this. And, and it's... It's, well, it, I do think he's right. That, no, no, I do I'm saying you really do believe that, that the whole Trump thing is about racist and and I, I, I mentioned a bunch of things, not just. Okay, and go ahead. But I do think he's right that a lot of people wouldn't admit they supported Trump. Yeah. I mean, yes, the great that's thing. True. There are many downsides to being Ann Coulter. One of the upsides is 
wherever I am, any right winger in the room will make himself known to me. <laughs> and it is shocking how many secret right wingers there are in places you right, would not you expect go. them. That's <laughs> absolutely true. When my Puerto Rican wife was watching, she goes, you know, I think I'm, I'm supporting Trump. <laughs> yeah. I remember like, I think he might win. But that, like, yeah. she, she don't but tell it, anybody. Yeah, don't yeah. tell my family. Yeah. in the hood. She's yeah. in the hood. Like a lot of people in the hood supported Trump secretly. Yeah. And, and they... It is what it is. It's like, you know, um, for all, I'm not, it's not, you keep saying, I'm saying the race thing is a bunch of different things. I'm going to dispel the racial notion. I think Ann will agree with me. Uh, no, and but I, I think want, he's I want, saying I want part that of this they card. don't want to be accused of being racist. Yeah, but he's saying, let, let me tell you why the racist vote is not why Trump won. And I think this is. Is, a, is, a, is part of the freaking pie, no, dude. I'm going to prove to you why. cake is a mix. I'm going to prove to you why I think it's not, or at least it's not over previous elections. If you're a racist and you were not sufficiently motivated to go out and vote against Barack Obama, against a black man to become president, right. if, you're, if your racist black, dick wasn't black. at That's full erect to I, vote against, can, how much can more I explain that? did voting for Donald Trump get you going? Can I explain, I mean, can I explain that? that? He, I, I assume that, that. Can I explain yeah, that? Yeah, I assume that 100% of the racists got, went out and voted against the black president. Because. That's full. You know what on. Trump's. No, no pun intended. You know what Trump's racism? What? Money. When your money ain't right, you can't go on hating. You got to pay your bills. You got to eat. You got to. So I can't freaking hate. I got to go freaking. I don't have no job. I got to work. Freaking Bush left us in such a dire state. Uh, Shh, you, I let you talk. I want, I want to move on to another, uh, another oh, thing. Oh, now, we, now no, no, it's getting real. No, you got to shut it down because you ain't got no explanation for this shit. Harry, go ahead. <laughs> so, Throw the race card at him, Will, for cutting you off. Oh, because I'm black? <laughs> is, is that what it is? <laughs> go ahead, Harry. I don't know what I've jumped into here, but I'm going to come with some numbers and some facts. Um, go ahead, Will. <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. We do know from studies that, in fact, voting for Trump was correlated with higher levels of racism and sexism than it was for voting for Mitt Romney. That is an undeniable fact. Tell, tell no. You look, at that, you look at me, tell, tell no. From servants. But I think that it would be foolish to believe that most of the people who changed their mind, and there were many of them, who voted for Barack Obama in 2012 and then voted for Donald Trump in 2016 in states like Wisconsin, in states like Michigan, in states like Pennsylvania, were racist voters. I think at the end of the day, Barack Obama was able to thread the needle and strike more of a populist tone, speak more about the economy in a way that agreed with these people's views on the economy than Hillary Clinton ever did, who was seen as a corporate lackey. And she never did anything in her campaign, or at least not enough to dispel that notion. And for goodness sake, what are you doing giving speeches to Goldman Sachs before you run for president? You give them to Goldman Sachs after you run for president, like Barack Obama. Right, right. I have a theory that WikiLeaks. Right. I have a theory that WikiLeaks helped her. Like for people like me, when I heard that she was actually not really this left wing crazy, but that she was just kind of pretending to be, but actually in private she was more moderate. I was more ready to vote for oh, her. Oh, that's funny. It really was. I, Wait, I, can I was we like, go I back like to Wiki one Hillary. Thing, this business about studies showing that um, racists were more likely to vote for Trump. At least what, maybe you have better poll questions of that, but I would like to see how the question of racism is determined because at least the polls shown on MSNBC, one of the questions determining racism was, um, do you think, who has more um, uh, gr criminal propensities in the black community or white community? Well, I'm sorry, we can look at, that's just who's, who's willing to lie more. 
perhaps. I, I, they have a if bad, that's what your question well, they, is, they, they determining have a, racism. Right. So Republicans I, are slightly less likely to lie. <laughs> I mean, that that perhaps would be so. And there are certainly Democrats who are racist as well. Um, we know that from surveys uh, going back for a while, although I haven't I have not delved into the new numbers to see the exact differences um, between Democrats and Republicans on this battery of questions, one of which may be the question that you mentioned, another of which may be, um, d- do you like living in neighborhoods, you know, where the, do you feel comfortable living in neighborhoods where there are black people? Questions like that. You know, they're not going to flat out ask, hey, by the way, do you, li- you like black people or no? You know, most people are uh, figure that one out or do you want a black president or not? There are these battery of questions that they ask and they're certainly not perfect, but aggregated together, I do think that they give you an image of what's going on and the fact that we saw a much higher correlation with the vote and those questions in this election than, say, we saw in 2012 makes me less likely to dismiss them. But again, I just go back to the point overall. Most of the people who voted for Donald Trump were not racist, at least not in the way that we commonly understand that word. Today. We don't know that as a fact. All right. Can I make one more observation about Comey? He's assuming. And then, uh, you know. He's there's, very tall. Is that your observation? There's this big, uh, in, in the last few days, people have been really trying to figure out whether he did, what he did was justifiable or not. And it becomes, back and, and it becomes difficult to do it because it's hard to keep out of your mind what you know in retrospect, that it turned out to be nothing, that they were able to go through the emails in time that they actually could have given us an answer, all these kind of things. And I go back and forth on it too. And, but in that, electrical circuit that had to be completed for this all to blow up against Hillary. There's Comey's actions, which are quite debatable. I mean, he was in a position and and he, maybe he made the wrong call, maybe he had the right call. But there was another part of that circuit, which also, if it hadn't happened, the circuit would not have been, which was Bill Clinton's decision to go on that airplane and speak to the attorney general. And without that, the whole thing yeah. and that's that, there's no, no debating that that, that, that was no, clearly 100 yeah. nobody can defend it and that is the unambiguous thing in that circuit which should not have happened so he is to blame call me who knows you know well, and, I, and without that call me wouldn't have been I in that situation think Harry's right about this all these things i mean if if we were didn't know the results of the election and you think of the access hollywood tape <laughs> and still that guy on the access hollywood tape won those unbelievably bad debate performances. Trust. I mean, I thought it was the, I didn't think it was over with the Access Hollywood tape. I thought it was over with the first debate yeah. and not my way. And I, I just think we are people who care about the Comey letter or even know about the Comey letter or the Bill Clinton thing. I think her not going to Wisconsin and calling most Americans or half of Americans deplorables and she's just so stiff. And I know, I think it was her. Well, you get the numbers that Republicans lie less. I'm saying that I don't believe polls de- that determine um, poll questions are determining all these racists out there that that you can say more racists voted for Trump. And they do it on the basis of questions like um, are bl- blacks more criminal than whites? Well, and I got to say, like about I would say three to four months before the election, I was going out with her a lot for some of her talks. And that's when I started to switch my mind because idiot that I am. I would literally have talks with Ann where I'm like, so, you know, after Trump loses, what, what's your goal then? Like, what any moron that I am. And I would start, I like, I just, I, like, but then when I started going on talks with her, and they were not racist, these are people that voted for Obama. They're at her book talks, they're talking to her, they are so anti-Hillary for a myriad of reasons. 
Mostly pro-Trump, though. Yeah, completely. Anti-Bush. And I started watching them like, holy shit, I'm an idiot. And this could happen. And I, and then more and more, it became very, because again, I wasn't in my dumb New York bubble and right. saw the rest of the nation a little bit. And it became very apparent to me that what she had called from the beginning was going to happen. And across the board. I want to, I, I think Will's upset. I just want to explain. Upset. You think things, I'm upset from what? You're not upset? No. Not at all. Okay. Then I don't it's hard to, to make me upset. I, 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 I think, to, just to be clear to explain it so nobody takes it the wrong way, if there's a question like who's more likely, we, we know the statistics are that there's much more crime in the, in the minority communities. We know this. This is why we feel we need programs. Not unless more, you watch Forensic Files. This is why, listen, <laughs> l- listen, this is, this is kind of, you can't have it both ways. If there is no uh, higher level of social problems within the minority community, then the minor- minority community doesn't need any special attention. You can't both simultaneously say we need special attention, but don't tell us we have worse problems. They have worse problems. And if they ask these kind of things in a poll question, Democrats but, will but if you pretend, go deep no, in, there's no worse problem. If right. you go right. deeper than yeah, that, the reason why they have more problems than minority because of the situation at hand, yes. whether it's we're not getting the jobs, we're treating, being treated uh, Absolutely. Bad. I'm just saying Dem- a lot of liberals will even deny, they will say, no, no, white people white people commit just as much crime as black people. Right. They'll say that with a straight face when when everybody knows that's not true. That's not, that's not a knock on black people. That's why black communities need help. That's why we have programs. Yeah, I mean, that's why we want to help. The majority of any race are not criminals. Right. But there is a larger criminal element in the black community than there is in the white community. And there is zero, basically, in the Asian community. But, but and, that's and just a percentage of within the Asians community. are boring. <laughs> <laughs> I will agree with that. I, I don't want to upset you, Will. You know, I, I, these issues... he, he, looks, he looks fine. No, no. You think he looks... Well, you know, I'm, better I'm, than I'm I very can. sensitive to people. I, I know Will. You, you're a sensitive man. You're a beautiful man. All right. And you'll be running for political office. I, I, I just want to point out, you know, bringing back the race element to this election. I think one of the things that was most surprising to any number of people who were, you know, who heard Donald Trump speak or heard the way that cable news described him to speak was that Donald Trump did significantly better, at least on the margins, than Mitt Romney did among African-American voters. And Hispanics. And in my opinion, now this is there's some debate about this. I do believe he probably did do better among Hispanics than Romney did, though. There is some debate. In my opinion, though, it is fairly clear that you can say he did no worse. He did no worse. And in certain communities of Hispanics, he did better, especially lower income, lower education communities. He certainly did better than Mitt Romney did. And I think that's a whole element that kind of got missed, that people were hearing Donald Trump saying, oh, you know, he's saying all this stuff. The minority is going to come out and they're going to vote against him didn't happen right didn't happen they were not as offended as i think a lot of white well-educated liberals in this borough expected or thought i've seen that a million times my christmases in in palm beach with the plutocrats and i was there 2015 (laughs) when trump had just been crushing 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 in the polls and i was going around to christmas parties i think you met this guy you know we've been to a party at his house um but i will not reveal his name you'd know his name he kept going up to people at christmas parties in palm beach 2015 just dumbstruck because they had given so much money the plutocrats and saying i just i don't understand it all of us were for jab and all the hispanic help is for trump (laughs) and what do you attribute that to they want their wages to go up I, I think that there was a, well, I think there were a few things that were going 
going on in this election. I think education was the, one of the largest drivers of vote and shifts of votes, more so than we've pretty much seen in our lifetimes, at least, you know, any of our lifetimes. And what you saw was a lot of, you know, these well-educated white people who are attending these, you know, uh, Republican caucus things or, you know, Republican primaries were big fans of um, of Jeb Bush. And then everyone who didn't have a college education simply wasn't. And that went across races as well. That was something that went across. I mean, if you go, for instance, into Texas, right, what you see is a tremendous difference in the counties which had large numbers of Hispanics who did not have a college degree versus those that had a, a counties that had a large number of Hispanics with college degrees. And Donald Trump spoke to these people in a way that Hillary Clinton simply did not, or at least in relationship to Mitt Romney. He connected. He connected. He connected with people. And, you know, more than that, one of the things that I think gets underplayed here, the Democrats were in the White House for eight years. We normally see a change, when you, especially when you don't have an incumbent running. There's going to be, you know, Donald Trump, As I, if you look at the academic stuff, right? Donald Trump performed about as well as you would expect a normal Republican to perform in these situations. The interesting thing to me, though, is how the coalitions changed and how much more it lined up among education levels, how much more it lined up among age levels. And is that permanent? And is that I don't tend to think is it permanent? It's a great question. I don't tend to think that politics is permanent. I'm going to be very interested to see what occurs in 2018. But we already have one test of a special election down in Georgia where they broke down the precinct level results. And what we saw was a very high correlation to the presidential vote in 2016 and not so much in 2012, which to me at least so far suggests that, in fact, we are seeing continuation of that. All right. Two more issues and then we're done. The wall. Why do people avoid? What are we talking about? <laughs> Why do people oppose the wall? Because they think it won't work, or because they think it will work? Which one? Bingo. Because they think it will. Because they think it will. It won't work. You think it's going to stop Mexicans or immigrants or anybody? It works in Israel. It works in China. It works at the White House. I just think it's crazy this idea that walls don't work. As I've said, it's like saying wheels don't work because they can pump. Punch a hole. Buckets don't work. Well, Water can spill out on top. It's better than nothing. Berlin might argue with that. Like, it works quite well, actually. Yeah. They were just trying to keep people in as opposed to keep people out. I, oh, no, the Berlin Wall worked fantastically well. I just look at the, the, the 40% of the illegals that come here. They do it by flying. And they stay That's here longer. True. Yeah, the 40%. No, it isn't. They undercount illegal aliens. Right, there are well, 40 million at least illegal aliens. I just think in the and 21st that's how they century, get the visa overstays. The whole point work. is for people like Rubio to act like it has nothing to do with Latin America. No, it's mostly from Mexico. So I, let me make a counterintuitive point. Let's say I believed as you did that it they don't even come over the border. I would say, but I want to get an immigration bill passed. I want to get that. amnesty right. or whatever it is. I'm from the. I'm like, let them build their friggin' wall. Right. Because they're never going to agree to any immigration reform unless there's a wall. Not going to happen. Right. So I'm a Democrat. I'm like, let them build their friggin' wall. Let them waste their money, and it's not going to work. And in return, let's get get our immigration right. bill through. Isn't that the, the smart Right. Move? Whenever they say it just won't work, it's always because they know it'll work very well. Otherwise, they, why? They really, she's saying it'll it. work, but she's saying the, the wall in China and the wall in Israel. Are people trying to get into China? 
They sure are. They were at one point, at least. North Korea. Hey, don't hire me. I'm there. They're trying to get into Israel. North Korea is right on their border. I mean, people are trying to get into the United States. Israel had a huge illegal immigration problem. Like like we do? Like we do? Worse for the population. And it went down. New York Times bragged about it. They built the wall. You're against the wall or you're for the wall? No, it's just all... I thought Bobby Kelly's show was boring. This is fucking... This is like a... This is miraculous. I just had a cup of coffee. I'm fucking nodding off. It's all... It's all fucking numbers and bullshit like this is why i don't watch cnn because it's just all your take your numbers your my numbers wills i'm on will's side finally for the first time in three years no, but you don't know if the wall is going to work. You don't know anything. You don't really know anything about any. You just, it's all. Would you build the wall? It's all conjecture about Trump and. President Hillary. Hillary Do you want nobody to likes Hillary. That's why she lost. Nobody likes her. Her husband don't even like her. <laughs> so who, well, they're going to vote blast. for her for president? Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. Didn't I, didn't I bet you that Trump, didn't I bet you? I lost. I was anti-Hillary the whole time. I lost, I'm a Democrat. I, lost, I knew she would never win. But I, I, I won a couple of bets. That I, I thought that huh? Hillary was going to lose. I lost $300 to Kevin Brennan on a Trump bet. But that's because I, I listened to what the media said. That <laughs> yeah, I don't watch. The media I just, were full of it. They said that it had to be a brokered convention. The numbers, remember some of the, oh, the yeah. numbers? John Kasich? The Come on, man. John Kasich? Who added up the numbers? So that they were this all is the closet thing I was telling you about. And I feel like Kevin doesn't watch the news. I do. This is an unfair bet. I'm going to take it because the numbers don't add up. He doesn't because even know that. Because they go to people. I lost. They go to no, people. I don't, I don't listen to the bullshit. I, I'm on the. My ear is on the street. They go to people. I'm in the like streets. fucking Kojak. They you go know to people I mean? in the streets and say, "Hey, who are you going to vote for, Hillary or Trump?" People in the streets look at uh, Hillary. Okay, thank. You. No, then that motherfucker goes in the booth, close, close a little curtain. And, and people Trump, lied. Trump. They lied when they pulled for Brexit. They lied. So, of course, they're going to lie this time, too. And they, and they don't, polling doesn't work like it used to because people don't answer their phone. And the polling people, that, the people that have Facebook landline now. are old white people. And they're the, so the polling is inaccurate well, from uh, forever. Every, Harry, you guys should get oh, every, every. Poor Harry's in pain right now. <laughs> that is true. I, I, I just don't know whether or not I want to be your friend because if <laughs> I want to be your friend, then uh, I'll keep quiet. But, uh, I, I, I'll say uh, a few things. Number one. No, you don't want to be his friend. It's, it's <laughs> a, get some polls on whether or not he's going to get some friends He'll here. just betray you and disappoint you. <laughs> it's it's a contested convention, not a brokered convention. There are no more brokers. Sorry, 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 sorry. Please, please, please. <laughs> contested convention, yeah. Um, we could go through. Uh, we, in fact, ran a, our own survey of experts before uh, when I think it was right around the Wisconsin primary. And I think we had Trump either just above or just below the magic 1237 delegates. Um, but what ended up happening, which was unforeseen, I think, by a lot of people, was that he went on a winning streak. I like saw it. I was calling it all along when, when they said uh, Cruz was going to win when he was winning a couple states in the South. I'm like, he, Cruz has no, he, he's going to lose all this momentum. Did I pay you? Yes, barely. <laughs> Do most people Liz pay? had to get it from you. <laughs> but I paid you. Most people don't pay their best. Try, bet, try betting Will something, see if you can pay. Go I pay all my debts. I have no debts. Will pays back in I food. Paid. I paid well, my college a better man debts. than me. I have Look. no college loans. I paid all my debts. How you feel about that? I, I believe you will. Uh, and what was the last thing? Oh, oh the health care. Well, hold on. Hold oh, on. Hold oh, sorry, on. sorry, sorry. He's defending sorry. his profession. Here. I'm just, uh, <laughs> I'm not actually a pollster. I've never conducted a poll. I merely judge the polls. Don't listen. He's not your target audience. Believe me, Harry. Go well, ahead. I understand <laughs> that, but I, I just, I, I just want to get it on the record. The final polling average nationally had Hillary Clinton ahead by anywhere from three to four points, depending on what average you took. Same with Brexit. She, same, she, same. She won the national popular vote by two percentage points. Now, we don't elect our presidents that way. But it is an accuracy measure for polls. And on that one, it was well in line with the average what was going forward. 
in Brexit, the polls were very, very tight. It did underestimate the Leave side, no doubt about it. But again, it was within the historical range. I think what's going on here, in all honesty, is that people expect far too much of polling. Mm-hmm. This we're calling, you know, five hundred to a thousand people. We're not polling every single freaking person. Right? They're not. They're, these aren't golden tickets. This is the reason we vote. Otherwise, we just have polling. Right. So why, I think, so why, I think you're right. So why I think do no polling? Yeah. Why, why are we even poll anymore? Money Nate Silver's it. not. He's he was way off too. Everybody's off. And now, so I, why even bother? Oh, no, no, I no. agree. So, so okay. we got to move on. Go I, hold on, hold oh, on. Sorry, sorry. Our <laughs> particular website, and you should know that I, in fact, that Nathaniel and I are, are work for the same website. Um, Nathaniel. Nathaniel. Nathaniel <laughs> Reed Silver. Uh, we had <laughs> Trump's odds at twenty nine percent to win the election. No, you didn't. Yes, we did. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. They that morning? That, that morning. morning. Yeah, that morning. That I thought morning. they were like at 20. No, we were at like at 18. We were 29. Maybe you get your news from the New York Times and the Upshot, which had them at 15, which is about half that. And I, you know, 29% of the things happen all the time. I mean, Keith Hernandez's batting average over his career was something like 297. Keith Hernandez got many base hits in, in the National League. You guys need to announce your poll results in terms of dice. Like you say, Trump has a better chance of winning than rolling double sixes. When people hear that, they're like, oh, shit, I roll double sixes all the time. He might actually win. They don't know how to process the numbers. They need something in their own <laughs> lives to put like 29% in perspective. I think you're 100% correct, and I will absolutely say. How many people say, roll dice every day? I mean, think about, who, <laughs> who hasn't had a friend who rolled double sixes on the last turn and backgammon or something it happens all that you've never have it happens all the time sometimes two or three double sixes in a row and when you when you have that experience like oh shit he could really win and in fairness keith hernandez is batting average and getting pussy 500 at least, <laughs> at least so, high, high. let's talk about stats that matter Healthcare. anybody have anything on healthcare, kevin i think pre uh being black is a pre-existing health condition yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true <laughs> You got I think it? it's. I, I don't. I mean, you're for it. You're against it. I'm both. I'm for it and against it. <laughs> I mean, is that the, the word on the streets? Kevin? No, it's like the one side. The one side is bad, and the other side is. It bad. It covers anger management, by the way. No, I'm seriously like, if you the isn't that pre-existing health? The Democrats condition? are too extreme, and the Republicans both 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 uh things are too extreme, one side or the other. They both don't poll. I've seen you know that they, they don't poll particularly well. Uh, Obamacare didn't poll well when it was first introduced. If you ask people right now what you'd want to do, a number of people say repeal, and this American Health Care Act doesn't poll particularly well either. It's almost as if the American people are just pissed off. And do you believe that nobody should, through the misfortune of their lives not be able to get good oh, health care. Of course not. We're not going to let anybody No, it's not die. that. You people don't go, that. No, people go bankrupt when they you, get that, sick. That That's my next the question. problem. Do you believe That's anybody should go bankrupt because no, of that? that? The Republicans don't have a problem with that. They really don't have a problem with that. Well, I'm, I'm asking, going bankrupt. That's why I'm asking Ann, yeah. No, of course no one is going to let um, anyone, bad lottery in life, you get a disease, whatever. That isn't what the issue is. We need to separate the welfare cases from people who can pay for their own health insurance and that's the problem. We are paying for this form of welfare through our health insurance premiums. No, just separate. I think they shouldn't repeal Obamacare. They should just have a have a simple one-sentence uh, line saying there should be a free market in health insurance in America. And then I could buy health insurance I want to buy the same way I can buy car insurance, flood insurance. I don't need earthquake insurance if I'm not in California. I don't need tornado insurance if I'm not in the Midwest. I don't need hurricane insurance if I'm not in Florida. So why am I forced to pay for it? And why do I have to pay the same amount as Warren Buffett? The way we distribute welfare in America is by taxing through an income tax. So Warren Buffett pays a whole lot more than I do. It goes to the fund in Washington, and that pays for everyone. 
That's the problem with Obamacare. We pay for a welfare program through our insurance premiums, which means nobody can get health insurance. What happens when the, the marketplace will not function as it ought to rationally because kids from 18 to 30 think they're never going to get they sick? They would if it were a free market. Right now, I don't think so. yes, it would be $30 a month. Maybe for $30 a month they would. Yes, they would. Yeah, and, that, for- and we know what it costs because there's a carve out from Obamacare um, if you're a religious group. So there are all these Christian groups offering you're not allowed to call it health insurance, but it's health insurance. And even right now with a very limited pool, <coughs> I have it, it's $50 a month. And it covers everything, not pregnancy, not psychological counseling, not prenatal care, not gambling addiction therapy, not the 18 Police things shootings. I am forced <laughs> To pay for if I buy insurance that is made, my insurance was made illegal by Obamacare. So now I pay also pay $700 a month um, and my insurance plan won't let me go to Sloan Kettering if I get cancer, won't let me go to the hospital of special surgery. Let us who can afford it buy it on the private market. The same way you buy microphones and and beer and shoes and flat screen TVs. It lowers the price, the product gets better, and we will always take care of the welfare cases. We just shouldn't be forcing me to yeah, pay for Just saying that they don't take first of all before Obamacare, the insurance companies did whatever the fuck they wanted to. So they, if you, if all of a sudden they didn't want to pay it, that you just they just wouldn't pay it. And then I've had situations where they say, uh, they said we're not going to pay this, and I said, well, they said you can. You can appeal it. I said to who? They go to us. Right. I go. You just you just shot me down. You fucking right. cunt. No offense, but I'm like I'm like. Are you guys are you guys serious with this? Appeal it to the people that just shot me down. Right. It's like getting arrested and then have the cops. You appeal to the cops. Right. You have to. It has to be separate. And it wasn't. So they would let you go bankrupt, pre-existing. They would have all kinds of bullshit. So basically, Obamacare was like you can't do this. Like if your kid was sick, they they would drop people from the insurance plan because it was too expensive. There was a, there was a comedians association and they, they actually got a letter saying we had it we we discontinued it because a lot of comedians were alcoholics and getting AIDS and, and, and it's like I know we're terrible people so they just they just dis, they just just discontinued I don't know if Nate Silver thinks about this but they just discontinued it because they didn't want to fucking pay it anymore they right. were, it, it's they're in for profit they want they business. want to pay out the least amount of money to the least amount of people like me and that's a dangerous situation no but that's the same way it is and what I'm suggesting isn't the prior system those were regulated by state insurance commissions and, and badly and, and, and very badly. badly no it was very bad but look you can say the same thing for i don't know anything you get your bottled water they're trying to yeah, but make it's not life profit. and death and bankruptcy well, people sure get sick is. they go your bankrupt food, if you couldn't buy food we're they so pay 20 percent they pay 20 percent or they pay 80 percent and then you're responsible for the rest or they're capped they pay 80 percent you pay 20 percent and then they're capped on how much you pay and then you you're 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 in debt for the rest i, I think for she, the rest agrees, of your life. she agrees this is you. like trying to explain to an old soviet woman circa 1988 how she will get bread if the government doesn't provide it you are describing a socialist system when every other product we get it is for profit and the price keeps coming down the the flat screen TV manufacturers, food manufacturers, you die without water, you die without food. Why, when you go into a grocery store in America, are there 18 varieties of orange juice and in the Soviet Union they couldn't produce bread? Because the government, as the old insurance system worked, they were the ones regulating it and deciding it. Though they were making a lot of money, the insurance companies, but they'd buy off the insurance commissioners. And even surgery that's not covered by insurance, like LASIK eye surgery is like, what, $400 an eye? Laser surgery on your eyes is in the hundreds of dollars. Right. When it it's the on free the market. free market. Yeah, yeah. It's cosmetic surgery is very cheap. 
But if you need appendicitis, it's going to cost a fortune. But they've ruined the market for everyone because of the hard cases. No, just who's, who's they? They first. White people. Well, first, <laughs> yeah, the Jews. Um, first, the Jews. Uh, this is just how you get in trouble. <laughs> By the way, you once said that Jews can't go to, to heaven, and and you. Oh, got, I did not say that. that but wait, you said it to Donnie George and and or something look like that. Up, look up, look it up. And I you thought got, that was a poem. You Jews got in big go trouble heaven. for it, and I'm like, of course, of course. She and you said that's what Christians believe that Jews are not perfected or whatever it was that you said. I thought it was terrible. I thought you, you guys got... had a, your own heaven, your better heaven. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's better, furniture, <laughs> better furniture. We know Christian, you, Christians believe that we're not baptized and there's some consequence to that. Or some Christians believe that. we That's not hate speech. Anyway. Just start celebrating that's, Christmas. Yeah. Everything will change. <laughs> I don't know why you guys are holding yeah. out on Christmas. Yes, it's a Jesus, good holiday. Jesus brought a Christmas tree. <laughs> oh, it's just a good holiday. All right, we're about out of time unless somebody has something of the unburning. My real question is why do you know so much about cosmetic surgery, Noam? Uh, he's gorgeous of course <laughs> look does. at him how can you yeah. ask that because uh, I read he looks like an old craggly Jew <laughs> no he doesn't you were looking at me when you said that get him Kevin <laughs> get him now he now you like him I see his Ke point a Kevin, little bit Kevin kind of looks like a skinnier better looking version of Jim Tomei the former first baseman in Major Jim League Baseball Jim Tomei yeah, what was, it, what was his uh, lifetime home run total? Uh, well into the 500s. Yeah, he's, 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 he's into 500. Yeah. yeah, I just want to know if you knew exactly, because I do. 533, <laughs> I don't know. I'll say 523. Is it 520? I don't know, I'm don't... guessing. <laughs> I'm now looking this up. Hold on, let's all see right. what Jim Tomei's home run. Like. People ask no, me all the time. I say, I know Ann Coulter. I love Ann Coulter. They're like, does she really believe everything that she says? Yeah, I want to know that too. And I'm always like, of course she does. She absolutely <laughs> believes. I've never detected any hedging in private or in public about what she believes. Correct? My friends from summer camp always want to write in and say, no, no, she'd run up to me on the camping trail. <laughs> she's, she's always been like this. No, I don't know why liberals find that such a comforting thought. So me acting, I can still beat your ass in a debate. That's kind of pathetic if you're just up against someone who's making it all up. Yeah, and, and we did it. We did a what was what was the feminism? No, what was it? What was the debate? Uh, is conservatism possible? Is conservatism Still the best, best and, debate ever? And wipe the floor with everybody and people who were you know not predisposed to agree with Anne were leaving saying. I hate to say this, but I really, I kind of agreed with Ann Coulter. I mean, oh, I love you. I think I told that. you before you did that that she was going to destroy them. Oh, I love like, you, you know, both. Like, like, it's, it's very That's hard. That's where I met Harry have. here. There was I came blood up on to, the trucks. I came up to Harry after the reception, and in Trump We Trust, E Pluribus Awesome hadn't come out yet. And I said, oh, I quote you in my next book. I have a genius's appendix. Oh. And he knew exactly what the quote was. I'm sure, I mean, I have had many dumb quotes in my day. I, I, I you you know, I tell you this you gave much. Him a lot tonight. <laughs> yeah, right. I quoted everyone saying that Trump had no chance of becoming I, well, the nominee, uh, and there was one where he said he had a better chance of playing the next, having I, a cameo in Home Alone. Home Alone, becoming, three, uh, the yes. next Home Alone. He had a better chance of winning the NBA Finals than becoming the nominee. Uh, there are any any number of hilarious quotes that I completely stand by because we're in actually Earth. 37 right now and back on Earth <laughs> 1, which All is, right. that's where my quotes apply, damn it. Right. So uh, you guys want to plug your, your what is it, Stephen? You have a question, come on. Oh, there's a question. Here. Real quick, and this is directed to the panel, but especially <laughs> Anne, why do you think that most comedians are left of center? Um, well, I'll defer to the comedians on this, but I would think it's because they're in places like New York City 
And um, as Kevin just indicated, he's bored with the details. No, it's and easier so to get laid if you're up. left of center. It's e- most but every every woman, ninety nine percent of women in Manhattan are left of center. So it's easier to get it's easier to get laid. I I was left of center. I dated a lesbian. Now I'm married. My wife's blackish, and um, <laughs> I'm in the middle because I'm like yeah, I both I think both sides are ridiculous. So. So if I was out on the if I was out single, I'd be I'd be back to left of center because after a while you're like you just what you need to get laid like, just like you got you got to eat. But so, uh, but Bill O'Reilly did it. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, that but he's wasn't the, the experience yeah, he, at Fox News. Yeah, but he won, and that's why they 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 recruited these women from wherever some colony, and then and then they they'd have to play nice with him. So I'm saying if if you want to that was if you want to be super if you want to be super rich. Now. It's in the Bill comic Schultz clubs. actually is a liberal, yeah, yeah. and every one of his girlfriends has been a right winger. So true. I do not think well, he's on TV. Oh. I'm saying I think you're talking about the '60s. I, no, I think he's on Fox News. Every, osmosis. It's easy to meet women now online. I'm saying back in the day, I think comedians, not the not the black ones so much, but I think the, the non-black comedians are more centrist actually than their demographic profile would would predict. I'll age, say, yeah. all that. I'll say yeah. two things: one on the dating front, one on the comedian front. On the dating front, look, it's all about getting the biggest pool possible. And if you yourself are a conservative male in New York City or any of the major metropolitan areas these days, you shrink your pool considerably among younger women. It's just a fact. Um, and then the other thing in terms of comedians, didn't I just say that? Yes, yes. Not, not nearly as clearly. In, uh, yes, but he said statistically. Your yeah. pool of women. What? <laughs> your, your your pool your your pool of women your potential dating clients. Now if, I have zero zero in my pool. Zero. Well, we'll talk afterwards and get you some help. <laughs> I know some people now. Uh, in terms of comedians, I think we have to be very careful in what we define as left wing, right wing, centrist, right. I think that comedians are much more free speech than a lot of the people who are parading around and calling themselves liberal these days. Yes. Perhaps they believe in gay marriage. Perhaps they believe in abortion rights. But they certainly do not agree with the idea that we should keep people quiet whose views we disagree with. And I think that's going to be one of the more interesting things going forward. I I distance myself personally from from anyone who just will shut themselves off to alternative ideas. I'll date anybody, whether the liberal, conservative moderate as long as they're not a racist or you know don't believe adolf hitler was the greatest person of all time i could go on a date with them but the fact is i can't go on a date with you if i say oh i'm gonna go hang out with somebody and say "Ooh, oh no way the worst person <laughs> ever Ugh. that's why I, I probably why i have a shitty dating life. well you do you say that be, be, do you say that before you come or after you come oh <laughs> what i mean you know it's, that's two different that's two different persons well that that's part of the reason why i've learned to try and stay away from that whole thing because i've gotten myself into relationships where i just go oh i don't want to hang out with you again and then it's like i'll meet you at your apartment it's like hey, you know i'm not too bad i like that person pretty decent <laughs> we can all agree on that we've all been there all right anybody else okay so you want to you want your, your twitter your your, your podcast Kevin brennan 666 at twitter and um i'll be in uh stone harbor new jersey may may 20th and then uh, I'll be here this weekend. At Comedy Cellar. Yeah. Um, Will Sylvans, Will 1-L-S-Y-L-V-I-N-C-E. My film festival is happening right now. Submissions, anybody want to submit to my film festival? NBC Short Film Festival. This is our 12th annual film festival. So uh, any filmmakers, you have uh, till May 15th to submit your film. 
And also the Comedy Cellar needs to thank Will Sylvins for this juggernaut of a show, which was his idea, and he runs this Thursday night. Th- Monday nights and Thursday Monday nights. Thursday, new uh, joke New nights. joke night. Basically, comics leave the script alone and just come out and just come up with new jokes off their books, yeah, but, their phones, whatever. But you kind of quarterback it and pull the strings. It's fantastic. Anyway, uh, and your, your I book. I have nothing. Or- I have a Twitter feed, at Ann Coulter. At Ann Coulter. May 20th, that'll be right around the time that I have my will be brilliant profile on Gnome oh. for Entrepreneur. Oh, oh yeah. yeah we Award actually... winning, I hear. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, Nobel Peace Prize, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pulitzer, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But Harry Enten, at forecast at forecaster, E-N-T-E-N, on the Twitter dial. And you can contact me there if uh, I sound interesting to you. Harry, by the way, answers almost all his tweets in his emails. I've seen that. So uh, It's needy. I, I have no life. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you. Thank you very much, Anne. Thank you. Good night, everybody.